Welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Tom. Hi, Mike. And Ross. Hi. And Joey. Hi. A few weeks ago, I was talking about how I didn't really like the terms fine motor and gross motor. Um, well, not the terms themselves, but just that division of, mm -hmm. of yeah. them. And the main reason was that there isn't a fine motor activity that doesn't involve gross motor. It's just that yeah. the gross motor needs to be automatic for the fine motor to really get refined. So mm -hmm. I was talking about, oh, I wish there was other terms because I think otherwise teachers start um, focusing on, okay, I did a gross motor thing. Now I'm going to do a fine motor. Here, everyone, let's cut with scissors. And yeah. And not really looking at, well, what else has to happen? You know, a child is probably sitting in a chair when they're using the scissors. If they're not even able to sit automatically without having to think about it, yeah. it's automatic, just that they aren't thinking about it intentionally, then they could work on how their right. hand is being held and all that. But if they still have to require some thought, how do I stay in this chair and not fall out? Yeah. They aren't going to focus on which way are they holding the scissors and, oh, this isn't working so well, let me yeah. try a different way. Is my finger in the way of where the scissors are going to be clamping? Yeah, yeah, yeah like... exactly. So it's a little bit like, um, this is going way off topic, so it's probably perfect. Uh, <laughs> like when you teach kids to saw wood, the wood has to be clamped pre for preschoolers because yeah. they can't pay attention to the hand that's holding the wood mm -hmm. yep. and the hand that's sawing, yep. right? So. I can, I can see I can see where uh, a teacher would want a, a child to do the scissors and sit in the chair, but the kid, what he wants to do is fall out of the chair, so he right, right, how, yeah. so he learns how to sit in the chair. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's just a, a right. natural kind of oh look at I can yeah, fall yeah. I can get back up I can fall. What's the scissors for? Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, like yeah. why are you handing me these metal things? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So so what I did is I started to look into um, as usual things that I don't know anything about. And so this is the danger of a little bit of information, but I'm going to take run with it anyways. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at physical education and the developmental approach to physical education. Um, and they use the same term, developmentally appropriate practice. So those in early childhood will recognize that. I will say that physical education is almost always focused on what we call gross motor. Mm -hmm. But I think we can take the same principles and think about all motor development. Yeah. So the first thing they talk about is that children really need to have First, a readiness, and that means they need to be motivated. They need to want to do something. So in physical education, it usually is evolved around, revolves around games. Yep. It's hard to convince kids, let's just run around the gym for a while. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if you have the uh, bracelet, or the, you know, the, um, Fitbit. the Fitbits, uh, and they can watch their heartbeat go up, that might be the motivation, like, oh boy, yeah. you know, let's... Oh, look at my, you know, it's going up, you know, and especially elementary school where they actually know that 62 is more than yeah. Um, 59. Yeah. Because, oh, look, there's a nine now. Yeah. <laughs> it's higher. Yep. Oh, and if their heart rate is at 62, then you would worry. But um, <laughs> So I have a little issue yeah. with readiness. Yeah, yeah. Because when I think about readiness, I mean, there's a lot of talk around readiness. Are kids ready for school? Are they ready for... But but you're not talking about that. You're talking about the no, child so it's feeling yeah like yeah. A, so they, readiness was the term used in this textbook, but then they immediately are talking about internal motivation, like interest awareness. Yeah. So the kid needs to be the attitude towards it, towards learning a new task, um, affects learning the skill. So you have to be aware that the child might not be interested, and it might be because they know they're not that mm -hmm. other kids can do this better than them. Things like that, right? That they they use the the 
parallel bars as a um, an example. So they're mostly talking about elementary school mm-hmm. kids, but that idea of they may fear falling or they might not be mm-hmm. sure how to do the task correctly and are want to sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. So it's that understanding of like, okay, so these are things I have to take into account. Is there something I could do if they're fe- afraid of falling? What could I do teaching the skill and not so, be so, so high? Or that, so so it's, for this, readiness is more of an intrinsic part for the child. It's, yeah, yeah. It's that the child, the child feels, feels ready. ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and so what I'm thinking about in terms of, you know, what we talk about a lot is early childhood. And yeah. early childhood, I don't think, I think children are always ready to do something. Right. I mean, there's not mm. something that... I mean, yeah, that, yeah. it's that internal, they are always ready. But it goes to like <clears throat> Ross's point about like, or no, I forgot. I think it was Ross. Maybe it was you about the mm-hmm. falling out of the chair. Like this is more yeah. fun. What do I care about the scissors? Mm-hmm. So the motivation is, oh, they're really interested in the chair part. Mm-hmm. And right. to me, the it's like if, the... if the teacher keeps in mind, oh, this is also motor development. I was yeah. worried about motor development. That's why I was introducing scissors. Uh-huh. Right. But I'm seeing this child where they're at with motor development is... Right. Just staying in a chair and falling out of a chair is a way to learn to sit in a chair. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is yeah. the, chi- the child is always ready. It's up to us to be able to figure out what they're ready for. What, what they're what... ready for or, yeah, maybe to support that readiness right. yeah, in a okay. different way. Sure. Right? Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um, yeah. And I probably wouldn't use readiness for early childhood just because of it already has a the, the word that's field. yeah right but i do think intrinsic motivation initiative the interest I mean, really interest, interest. interest yeah yeah I mean, things like, like the that the base level is interest yeah yeah you, a child just doesn't sit right <laughs> it just doesn't lay down very often right right they're always wanting to do something. exactly yeah yeah and yeah and i'm not saying you wouldn't teach sitting and right. but that's i think that's part of it right that if you have an environment that's interesting the kids will just we, we often talk about the kids will naturally do a lot of the motor stuff on their own. You might present a challenge to make it, you know, ooh, now you did that. I wonder if we could do that. But usually mm-hmm. the kids will come up with their own challenges, their own, you know, way to up it. Because it's not fun if, like, oh, that's easy. Like There's uh, the cycle of teaching and learning, which I'm forgetting the authors of the book at the moment. But in terms of not content learning necessarily, but, like, exploring topics and and bigger questions or uh, sometimes themes uh, with children, they they have kind of four stages that you right. that children can go through to to get to really a full understanding. Yeah. And there's the awareness level, there's the exploration level, there's the inquiry level, and then there's the utilization level. Right. Mm-hmm. And it feels like this kind of follows mm-hmm. something similar where, yeah. in order for children to, um, so if you're if you're the teacher bringing that provocation or bringing that question, yeah. If you're bringing Oh, well, it's pumpkins because it's October and that's what we do now because this is what we've done for the past 20 years at this school. The reason why that is there is because we know that pumpkins are going to start to show up in October. But if there isn't a hook, if there isn't an interest Mm -hmm. of pumpkins... frankly, awareness... Exactly. If you say it's time to learn the monkey bars and a child doesn't know what What monkey bars are... Yeah, they're looking for monkeys. ...or never seen anyone do them... Right. ...then... Right. It's, they they may be someone who's like cool. Yeah. I'd like to be a pie. First time I see it, I want to do it. But they may be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. Let, me, let me take a second right, to watch yeah. somebody do it, and then I'll yeah, decide right. which part I want to try. Yeah, and I think I'm just going to read what yeah, they call their four stages because I think it it's the on. same. It's it they, probably so yeah. Far. Listen to this one because it's not cognitive. So that um, I forgot what your the second stage was exploration. The, oh, after exploration, the third inquiry. Stage. Inquiry. So that might 
Yeah. It's, it's not in here the way they well, talk I'll about it. I'll be curious how they parallel So it. they call it pre-control, which is when it's clumsy or awkward movements and the child can't really repeat the movements and successes by chance. Right. Um, and then control, and I think that's kind mm-hmm. of the both exploration and inquiry, I mm-hmm. can see in that. Needs intense concentration, but is able to replicate movement, can perform the skill, but it doesn't look smooth. Right. And that's a lot of what preschools are at. And then the next one is utilization. Yeah. The no. skill becomes automatic with a smooth quality and can start to attend to environmental demands. So they can start paying attention to other things. The last one I don't think we get to with yeah. a lot of motor stuff in preschool, but proficiency. Right. And that's where, because movements are automatic, you can start combining them. Right. And that's where, like, riding a bike. Um, you yeah. can balance, you can pedal, you can turn mm-hmm. without, you know, like, turning your whole body, just the right. handlebars and, you know, all... All the different things that are happening at once. Right. Um, so there are kids who can do it for sure, right. but it's not really a preschool level. But it sounds very well, similar. It depends on the task. I mean, it depends on the task. You know, yeah, they're the, washing their hands and going to get a paper towel and turning and pulling and doing things. Right. I mean, they're you know they're kids. That's are true. Yeah, proficient. that's true. They're proficient and they're certainly yeah. proficient in using their bodies. That's Maybe true. not in some of the more technical motor yeah. skills that we might be thinking about, right. like right. yeah, no, that's a good or point. dribbling a ball or and something like that. Washing hands. You think about how often it happens. So all of those movements are so automatic because they do it five times a day or right. whatever more than that probably right. yeah. um, i always think of pouring kids are yeah pouring kids, is kids, a good kids, one kids actually get really proficient at pouring. yeah quite quickly i mean and that's a that's a motor skill but that those first two stages you'd expect spilling and well, that's and, the part mm-hmm. that some teachers are right, okay there's with that stage where they don't have control yet yeah whatever right. they call that and i feel like that's where the control oh the cycle of teaching <laughs> before learning that, yeah. and the the it's well what well they're named. using the the terminology there is similar because children will pour naturally, but then you'll see once they get the awareness of what this is and what this does, whether it's for you know pouring at the sensory table. Well, now can you help me at the snack table? Right now the awareness and the interest is set because now I go wait. There's a there's a reason why we can do this. The exploration level is that practice level right, right. where I'm going to practice and I'm going to I'm going to pour too much. It's going to I'm going to tip the whole pitcher over and it's going to spill yeah. all over the table. Because right. like, yeah, I'm not judging how much li- uh, liquid's in the pitcher versus the cup. Right. The, uh, the space that it can hold. Yeah, yeah. The volume. But the inquiry level uh, in this exploration is, well, this is where you start asking the questions. This is where this is that right, refinement. Right. This yeah, is yeah. where you go, okay, so wait a minute. If I've got this much liquid in the pitcher and the cup's only that big, I'm looking to... to is this going to be enough water right. to fill the whole cup? Right. Is or it going to be more do than... Do need two cups? Exactly. So that... Yeah. And then the utilization in that last step in the cycle of teaching and learning is you that utilization. Now I can so, do it. So now, so when now I want to pour juice it. for people or and whatever. And I can pour... I can pour juice. I can pour water. But I can also pour sand. I can fill things because I realize that... Or I'm recognizing that yeah, this now generalizes The scheme apart. Other, yeah. Right. And it goes to other things. So you can take that skill of walking, balancing you know, moving, and then I can take that yeah. to riding a bike because I've got the automaticity. Yeah, so the inquiry part, I feel like it was a few weeks ago when Tom talked about thinking about math, mm-hmm. like yeah. through the body. Yeah. And the, the inquiry is, is a, it's thinking, right. but it's also with movement. It's like right. thinking through the body. Right. Um, and, you know. So you know you know, I do lots of stuff with sensory tables. You do? I do. I do lots of things <laughs> with sensory tables. Interesting. <laughs> and pouring, pouring yeah. is actually a very 
big part of right. playing at the sensory yeah. table. But one of the things that happens is, whether it's in the inquiry or the exploration, see, is you set up lots of different ways in which kids can pour. Yes. Mm-hmm. And spill and whatever so they do build that proficiency so when you bring them back to the table and they want to be able and you want them to be able to pour juice into a cup or milk in or water into a cup for everybody else mm-hmm. they actually have enough experience right. exactly because you, you you've you've built the possibilities yeah. in there already right it's just you can't expect them to be able to no. think about right. oh is it gonna fit in here now if they haven't had the pouring and experience. that's exactly the point of that of that yeah. cycle is that you can't we often jump mm-hmm. to inquiry mm-hmm. with an mm-hmm. expectation of utilization but if you've mm-hmm. had no practice you've had the no exploration, exploration yeah you're well how, how would you be able right. to do and that? i think last time i was talking that was the thing that bugged me about this gross motor fine motor right, right. is there wasn't really built in there like oh yeah you need that exploratory that right. pre-control well, phase of like yeah this right. is part of right and i don't know if it's a lack right. in how we train train teachers or, or we are trained yes. um okay ross <laughs> thinks he knows but i, I think that Breaking particularly those fine motor things down yeah. into what the sort of like little right. building block skills would be. Because what we, it, it, you know, we get sort of distracted on like, well, I just want you to be able to write your name. Right. Like, it just, that's. Yeah, that's, we're going right to the utilization. Right to utilization. Because you know the letters in your name. Right. Right. You can recognize them visually. You yeah. can right. say them, whatever right. it might be. So here's a piece of paper. Do you it. You can even name the letters. Right. Versus, okay, well, can you, can you just draw a line down and the paper. And that gets can at the you, moment, right. Do you have strength? What tool are you using? Right. Can you can you push hard enough? And even if they could and, at some point write each of those letters, the idea of actually writing them in a line right. and sit, sitting down and concentrating until all the letters are done might be the thing that's too much. Right. right? And we get frustrated yeah. when, when, when they... When they're not just starting at the what's the level that you the said? inquiry or utilization yeah. level yeah, yeah. We, we think that's where they should start sometimes right, Be, right. and i think with that, fine motor especially with fine not, motor especially and we're not, scissors too like here are scissors put your fingers in right. it's like this right you hold your hand this way <laughs> not, not, two not hands. this way Why we really need you know, a live stream of this so people can see yeah. the, the youtube videos of her <laughs> gesturing posturing but well yeah anyone but, who's worked with preschoolers knows they hold they don't their wrist and arm aren't in the right Positions, yeah. so the scissors are what we would call upside right. down. Right, or, but I think, and Joy, to your point, I think this. that it's is there even an interest or an awareness <laughs> of the child wanting to write and draw in that moment or at that time? I think there's the same thing of That's like getting back to the we we you got to get these the motivation in there, and, right? But well, let me rip the paper first. Well, let me just get that over. Well, with. that is the thing of like if a child wants smaller pieces for something, ripping is a great way to do it. Right. And, and then they're they probably have the, at the utilization level. Well, then of they have the whatever. I mean, I can't get the levels right, but the awareness so level control. and the, the readiness level of I want this paper to be in more than one piece. Yeah, you right. know, my first tool is to rip right. it with my hand. Yep. When I want to do this better. Yeah, when I want a I'll, more specific shape. Or yeah, whatever. then maybe yeah. I'll, I'll use scissors. But I mean, right. that's the readiness level is right. to say I want this one piece to be in two pieces. Right. Versus yeah. Well, I think or that an awareness that you can do that with intention. Right. Get. I mean, that's where we're again. Yeah. I think the adults are expecting. So to go back to that question, Joy, of are we? Is it a? Is it a? How do you phrase it? Is a training thing or? Like a, 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 yeah. A, but I. I think it's a. Again, it's that lack of awareness of being adults for so long. We don't remember right. what it's like to have to learn all. And these our memories of early childhood right is often second grade. Exactly. Right. That we were already, concrete or formal operations in terms of development, but, looking at you know 
if we're going to, as adults, learn a new skill of crocheting or uh, engine repair. But you need a reason. You, first it, and like that's, again, i the, want i want a scarf it, the, like, then that's the awareness that's the interest level right. that you to learn to crochet right now wouldn't be that important to me because <laughs> i don't have an interest in making a new scarf or anything but if i found it soothing or i was like wow i really enjoy it i want to be able to start making if this is motivation we'd all love scarves next year for <laughs> you know so <laughs> better get busy but that would that would be the motivator the so now i've got the reason yeah right and then that's where the exploration is going to really be valuable. If I'm just doing it because you told me to do it, I'll do the activity, but I'm not going to retain the information or the pre- or the skill right. to actually utilize well, it later on. I'm sort of stuck on cutting. Like, really, your average three-year-old doesn't have a deep need to, to cut. cut. I mean, right. sometimes it's fun, the cause and effect, yeah, if right. they like it and they're right. good at it. Like, that's fun to just, just right. feel powerful. But, right. like... You know, oh, I need a square to go on my collage. That's right. not really something no, but I a three-year-old feels deeply very but I often. Think right. that there's, yeah, yeah. And I think that is the thing of like it's an easy thing to test or whatever. Right, right. and it's like, well, teacher, give me a square. I'll, like, I don't, yeah. I don't. I think that's where again, it's it's the the lack of awareness or the assumption from the adults that we're missing the mark with what children what's really important in these early years. Because if you have the sensory table filled with scrap paper and scissors. That could be really interesting and intriguing. Now you realize, wait, I can change the shape of these. Right. And then I'm, I'm just thinking so of watching, phase, watching right? one of the children this year who there's this new, uh, maybe not new, but there's an app where you can take a picture of like a book and it'll remove all the color and give mm-hmm. you just the lines. So we've actually been making our own coloring sheets because mm-hmm. the children were like, I want to draw Piggy and Gerald from right. the Piggy and Gerald. Yeah, yeah. And you can take a picture, we can print it out, and then you can color it, and you can make it that right. way. So the, I'm not really for coloring sheets, but this was something that the children got really interested right. in. So we've done it, but then one of the children said, found out that he could cut it out, and he wasn't, he was the one that just snipped to right. make things small, and yeah, all of a sudden yeah. he's like, wait a minute, I can cut my pigeon out? Right. right. And he spent half so, an hour so now yeah, yeah. the motivation was there and now i'm ready to do the cutting because i've got yeah. purpose not because right. i've got to do your Cut uh, cotton ball snowman the, right. the circle right. snowman yep. project that, in order for me to go play in the block right. area but yeah because he wants to um i have a way to sort of wrap this up but if you, if you had a point we can i just had a similar example with tracing to yeah. your cutting because i i i think that tracing is pretty neat you know when you put something up on the window on the light table and you have that like sort of magic of like this paper was blank and you can go over the lines but it's very sophisticated uh yeah so something that tends to be more my four and five year olds are interested in who actually has the motor control to to do it right and so i had you know i had some like five-year-olds who were really interested in tracing and so i'd have it out ready for them to do and then you'd see the three-year-olds come and just kind of just draw on it. Completely mystified yeah. about what was happening, right. and just kind of do a scribble line, and then like lift it up, be like, "But the picture's right here." Like lift up under why the blank piece. Why am I writing like, it? Why? I don't understand. You already have the picture. <laughs> yeah. Why would like you know again right. yeah. just like not this even make, getting doesn't make a any motivation. Yeah, or, no motivation yeah. to do it with, and which is fine. I, I, I yeah. you know, it's open ended. Do it if you want to do it, kind of thing. But it's just to, to see that like versus the one who's like, "No, I'm going to do yeah, all the every lines one of them. on the hawk or whatever they were they were tracing." So yeah, it's that that ready to you have to be able to recognize. The, that I'm going to call it the awareness base because yeah. I think that's the readiness has me yeah. right. more of a trigger in our field. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like our next task because I I feel much more comfortable with this language <clears throat> than yeah. that whole fine motor, gross motor. Yep. That I feel like 
or even you can have those big categories, but then within it, thinking about that awareness stage, exploration stage, mm -hmm. and then utilization stage. And like, oh wait, there's one in between, uh, inquiry and yep. then utilization. And I think we have to come up with a better term than inquiry when it's physical, because sure. I feel like that's what we were getting right. at a few times. Well, what's theirs? Refinement. What's, what's the so they, they refer to it as control, pre-control, control, utilization. So the control is like, oh, now I can... And I think the inquiry is trying to figure out how to get from pre-control to control. Oh, when I right. hold it this way, I have much more control. Right. Or when I, you know, if I don't push too hard, the pencil doesn't break. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. mm -hmm. so. And that's just it. Like the inquiry it's a is physical. That, is it is now the understanding is is starting to making it more intentional. Uh, well, you have an aware. You have enough of an understanding now. I can ask the questions of how to understand this better, deeper, more. Um, so I can utilize it right. and actually, cause the utilization is almost kind of the, now I could tell you, yeah. I could share, I could talk to you about this. I could share this skill or I could kind of teach you how to do it. There's kind of that means of, I can generalize it to other yeah, tasks yeah. or other people, but the, the inquiry isn't, um, isn't polished by any means. Like right. That's where now I've done enough play and I've done yep. enough exploration where now, okay, now this starts to make sense. Like someone right. who's learned about even like the solar system where we go to more of a abstract topic yeah there's planets but wait there's asteroids and meteors and and other universes and galaxies right and right there's dwarf planet and they and that's where the inquiry says well, what else is out there what else can right. i know and i think the, with the body that's that's the refinement that's the yeah. that's starting to put the practice into or putting the play into practice right. to really gain that understanding so what i feel like basically what we're asking or asking yeah asking teachers to think about our role as teachers is probably helping kids in that awareness and exploration phase so that when and have opportunities in mm -hmm. the environment for that utilization but it's not we don't push the utilization we push we don't push we encourage the mm -hmm. exploration the awareness and exploration so that when they're ready for the utilization right. they'll start to do it and then we can help them you know, in whatever way of like, oh, do you need more exactly. paper? Do you need an app for that? Or whatever yep. the yep. thing is. But rather than jumping right to utilization right. with right. preschool And tying it to something that they're already and interested yes. in. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so the example I always give when I'm giving like parents a tour is, so you built the block spaceship and it's the 2697 right, Starcraft right. or whatever. Oh, did you want to put its name on there? Right. Like, you know, right. helping them see where there might be right. if we're, you know, because yep. writing is an important yeah. uh, communication oh, yeah. tool in our society. It's not right, that and that's our role can be to So like, then they go, oh. yes, and they just hang the blank piece of paper. Right. Okay, step one. Yep. And then mm -hmm. they scribble something. Right. Okay, cool. Oh, that says blah, or blah, Or use blah. stamps for kids who, like, right. don't have the motor control, but know, like, yes, oh, it's so got to say yes, a two. So I can't make a two. So many different ways to get there, but that's There's the awareness. That has a two on it. Like, exactly. oh, I don't have to Whenever go over to your writing table yeah. or whatever it might be in your classroom, right. you know, that, right. um, cause I think that that's the other place where that awareness yeah. readiness phase comes in is, is connecting to something that they're already motivated about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's obvious. All right. Well, I better wrap this up at this point cause <laughs> I think we're getting it to the point of starting a new conversation, <laughs> but, uh, thanks for a great discussion and thanks for listening. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.